Moses said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, this is the thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution, gold, silver, and bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen, goat's hair, tanned ramskins and goatskins, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, and onyx stones and stones for setting for the ephod and for the breastpiece. Let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. The tabernacle, its, its tent and its coverings, its hooks and its frames and its bars and its pillars and its bases. The ark with its poles, the mercy seat and the, the veil of the screen. The table with its poles and all its utensils and the bread of the presence. The lampstand also for the light with its utensils and its lampstands and the, the oil for the light and the altar of incense with its poles and the anointing oil and the fragrant incense and the screen for the door and the, and the door of the tabernacle. The altar of burnt offering with its grating of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, the basin and its stand, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its bases and the, uh, the screen for the gate of the court, the pegs of the tabernacle and the pegs of the court and their cords. Uh, and the finely worked garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons, for their service as priests. Then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and uh, they came, everyone whose heart stirred him, and everyone whose spirit moved him, and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting, for all its service, and for the holy garments." So they came, both men and women, all who were of a willing heart, brought brooches and earrings and signet rings and armlets, all sorts of gold objects. Every man dedicated an offering of gold to the Lord. And every one who possessed blue or purple or scarlet yarns or fine uh, linen or goat's hairs or tanned ramskins or goatskins brought them. Everyone who could make a contribution of silver or bronze brought it as the Lord's contribution. And everyone who possessed acacia wood uh, of any use in the work brought it. And every skillful woman spun with her hands. And they all brought what they had spun in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen. All the women whose hearts stirred them to use their skill spun the goat's hair. And the leaders brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastpiece. And spices and oil for the light. And for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, all the men and women, the people of Israel, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a freewill offering to the Lord. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Let's pray together. Gracious Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that you have um, sought out each one of us, and uh, though we are prone to wander, you uh, have brought us into your fold and called us your beloved. And uh, Lord, it is our deep desire to hear your voice, uh, to hear your grace and your truth that are ours in Jesus. And as uh, we read uh, these pages of scripture, we, uh, we pray that you would point us to him by the power of your Holy Spirit, and you would 
uh, deepen our love for him and trust in, in his grace, which is our life. We ask this in his name. Amen. Well, this morning we're beginning our study uh, through the construction of the tabernacle in the final chapters of uh, the book of Exodus. And if you're not familiar with the book of Exodus, it tells the story of a nation of slaves who were liberated out of Egypt, Israel. And then they became this nomadic people who all lived in these tents in the wilderness. And uh, God said to them, you all live in tents. I'm going to dwell among you and I'm going to live in a tent as well. So we gave him instructions about uh, building this tent. And that's what the tabernacle is that we're going to be studying over these next few weeks. And this tent takes on a tremendous amount of symbolic meaning uh, throughout the story line of the Bible. So, for example, at the very beginning of the Bible, the first place where God dwelt among his people was in the Garden of Eden. And there are these parallels between the Garden of Eden and the tent that Moses built, the tabernacle that we're studying about. And then about four or five hundred years later, Solomon King Solomon turned this tent, this portable tent, into a permanent structure called the temple. And then that temple was destroyed, and then it was rebuilt. And then when Jesus came, he said it was going to be destroyed again. He predicted, and a generation after Jesus, the, the temple was destroyed. And Jesus said the new temple was his body, which was first his body on earth. But then the body is the body of all Christian believers everywhere are, are now the new temple where God lives. And then the Bible ends with this picture at the end of history that there will be a new heavens and a new earth and the whole creation will become God's temple and he'll flood it with his presence. And so you see that the tabernacle kind of tells the whole story of the Bible, this, 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 uh, this tent. Now the reason I say all that is that in this passage tells about all the Israelites bringing contributions of both their wealth and their skills to build this tent, the tabernacle. And I had, up until yesterday, I had planned that this sermon was going to be a sermon about how we too should bring our wealth and our skills to the great project of building God's dwelling place in the earth, which is, you know, you imagine how all the mission of the church of building communities like ours in every nation and every, you know, square inch of the creation is an incredible project. And, uh, and that's a true, that's, I think it's a good way to read this passage, um, but I was personally too tired for <laughs> dreaming that big, and I think our church has been uh, weakened over the last six months, and, and I think there's another way that we can read this text, and uh, it comes from rethinking the question, who am I in this passage? Who are we in this passage? Are we the Israelites? who are building the tabernacle? Or are we the tabernacle that's being built? Are we the ones that are building up? Or are we the ones that are being built up? And I think both are uh, important ways to take it, but I've decided to go the second route, that we are the tabernacle. And when we read this passage in that way, we see that Jesus is the willing, skillful, spirit-filled Israelite who is building us into a beautiful temple. And so this morning, I'd like to make three simple observations from this passage. This is what they are. That we are the wealth of Jesus, we are the craftsmanship of Jesus, and we are the delight of Jesus. Three things from this passage. We are the wealth of Jesus, the craftsmanship of Jesus, and the delight of Jesus. And 
And my hope is that God has words of grace for you this morning. So first, we are the wealth of Jesus. And you notice in the first part of this passage, verse 5, it says, Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution, gold, silver, and bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen, goat's hair, tanned ram skins and goat skins, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, and onyx stones and stones for setting for the ephod and for the breastpiece. Now this is a group of runaway slaves and the Lord says, I want you to bring all this gold and silver and, you know, purple linens, which is what royalty wears. And you say, where is a nation of runaway slaves going to get all of these riches? Well, earlier in the, in the book of Exodus, on the night that they're leaving Egypt, it says this back in Exodus 12. The people of Israel had also done as Moses told them, for they had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. And the Lord had given people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let them have what they asked. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. So all this wealth is what Israel took out of Egypt with them. So what does that have to do with Jesus? Well, in the Old Testament, Israel was called God's son. Hosea 11 says, the Lord says, out of Egypt I have called my son. Israel was, was, uh, was God's son. But then that verse is applied to Jesus in the New Testament, that Jesus is the new Israel. He's the true Israelite. He is everything that Israel was meant to be. So when we read a passage like this and we hear about these Israelites who were, you know, being so generous and they were, uh, you know, skilled craftsmen that were forming this temple, we see that ultimately that is fulfilled in Christ. And it says in the Gospel of John that when Jesus died on the cross, it was a second exodus. You know, uh, the Israelites were saved out of slavery in Egypt. We on the cross were saved from slavery to sin. And when did Jesus die on the cross? It was during the Passover week, the week that they remembered the exodus. And so it was this great second exodus. So when God the Father called Israel out of Egypt, he gave them the wealth of the Egyptians so too, when Jesus is resurrected in the greater exodus, God gives him abundant wealth too. What are the riches that God the Father gave to his son in his greater exodus? Well, the passage we read last week from John 17, this is what it said in there. Jesus was praying. He said, I have manifested your name to the people who you gave me out of the world. The riches that Jesus was given are us, our people. You and I are the plunder from Egypt that the Father gave to Jesus. And that means we are the gold and silver and precious stones in this passage. We are the wealth of Jesus. And this is why when the Apostle Paul describes building churches like ours, this is how he describes it in 1 first, in first Corinthians 3. He says, According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation. For no one can lay a foundation other than that, that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw. You hear all those materials. Uh, then each one's work will become manifest. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you. 
what he's saying is that our community is the tabernacle temple. We are the place where God dwells. Jesus is the foundation, but we are the gold, silver, precious stones, and wood. And what that means is when the Father gives you and me to his Son, as we are the Father's great gift to the Son, is us. Jesus doesn't just take that wealth, you know, it's like we're trophies to him. He has a purpose for us. And so that, that's our second point, is the first is that we are the wealth of Jesus. The second is we are the craftsmanship of Jesus. The next paragraph says this, if you look at verse 10, let, let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. And then it goes on to list all the furnishings, all the things that were inside the tabernacle. And the wealth that God gave to the Israelites when they left Egypt, it wasn't just that they could hoard all this wealth. He took that wealth because they were going to build the tabernacle out of it. That's why he gave it to them, so they could build a house for him. And it's the same with us. When God gave us to Jesus, uh, just as the skilled craftsman took all these materials and made a beautiful house out of it, Jesus is doing the same with us. This is what Ephesians 2 says. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are God's workmanship. He's the skilled craftsman in this story. And Jesus is carefully forming each one of our lives like a skilled craftsman so that we might become vessels, utensils, that are useful to him in the house of God. You might feel even during this season that his chisel is working on you, smoothing off the corners. It may not be pleasant. You don't shape metal by being gentle with it. And how do we trust this master to, to form us like metal and to bend us and to mold us well, you see that word there for skilled craftsmen in this passage of verse 10. It's the Hebrew word that's literally those who are wise of heart. The, the craftsmen are those who are wise of heart. And the one who is bending and molding and shaping you is wise of heart, and he knows what he is doing. doing. And what would Jesus make you like when he bends you and molds you? What will he make you into? Well, you know, I was meditating on some of the furnishings in the tabernacle, and thinking about our church and what, what, are, what are we like in, in, the, in the furnishings of the tabernacle. And here are some of my thoughts on it. Verse 13 says, The table with its poles and all its utensils and the bread of the presence. Some of you are a table. You are a place where people come to eat. And when they eat with you, they experience the presence of God. It's like they've come into God's house when they eat with you. Or verse 14, the lampstand also for the light with its utensils and its lamps and the oil for the light. You know, uh, light is an image of, of truth and wisdom in the Bible. Some of you are lampstands who know how to speak God's word right at the right moment to bring light and to bring truth into people's lives, to encourage them, you know, when things are dark and to build them up and to show them who Christ is. Verse 15, and the altar of incense with its poles and the anointing oil and the fragrant incense. You know, incense is a picture of prayer in the Bible. Some of you are altars of incense, and no one even knows it, but you pray 
day and night. You pray for people in this church who don't even know that you pray for them. And pray for, for the community around you. You're an altar of incense. Verse 16, the altar of burnt offering with its grating of bronze. And you know, I thought about the altar, the bronze altar, which was in the outer courtyard. And it's the place where sinners would come to experience the forgiveness of sins. And the altar is made of bronze. You know, bronze is a rougher material than the shiny gold that was inside the tabernacle. And some of you might say, you know, I feel a little rougher on the outside. And, and yet, you're the place where people know that the broken of the world can come and experience the presence of God. They're welcomed into God's house. Or verse 19, the finely worked garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons for their service as priests. Some of us are priests. Offering the means of grace to God's people, the word and sacrament, and leading them in worship. This is a great house that we are. We are all a part of a great house, and we get to live in the house. I mean, what a mercy it was that God said to the Israelites, I'm going to build a house and I'm going to dwell among you. And it's, God has done the same thing among us. And what's amazing is that we can both think, oh, this is a call to go build churches. But on the other hand, we can rest and thank God that Jesus has already built a church in our midst. We have a tabernacle here. And so this passage is a call for us to thanksgiving for the dwelling place of God in our midst. You know, I was thinking of all that it took to get each one of you into this community. You know, all the molding that Jesus needed to do to fit you in to become a part of the tabernacle that's built here. I mean, you think of all the years before you were even a Christian maybe the way God shaped you, the way God called you to himself. And each experience, I mean, think of all of our lives, the, over all the years, how many things carefully done by Jesus to mold us and to shape us so that we will be useful for him. And you say, why is he doing that? Why such attention? And that's just our little community. Think of all the Christians around the world that he's giving the same level of attention to as a skilled craftsman. Why is he doing it? Well, this is our third point. We are the wealth of Jesus. We are the, the gold and silver and, you know, purple linen in this passage. We are the craftsmanship of Jesus. We are the vessels that he is forming into a house. But third, we are the delight of Jesus. And, you know, I was thinking about how amazing the church throughout the world is because one of the challenges of running a church is, uh, you know, compared to a business, when you have someone working in a business, you pay them and the vast majority of what people do in the church is volunteer. And you can't make anyone do it. The only reason they do it is because they love Jesus. They love his church. They believe in his kingdom. And you, what you see is that when Moses commanded this peop- these people to bring their contributions and to make the tabernacle, this is what it says in verse 20. Then all the congregation of the people departed from the presence of Moses. So he made the commands, and they went, and they thought about it. They were like, well, are we going to do it or not? And then it says, and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him, and everyone whose spirit moved him, and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting and for all its service and all its holy garments. They gave of their wealth and their skills because they wanted to, because they loved the dwelling place of God, The whole thing is empowered by the simple love and delight of the people of God. And that's repeated several times in this passage. You see in verse 29 again. 
all the men and women, the people of Israel, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. Again, why do people do it? It's a free will offering. It's because they wanted to and their heart was moved in them. And it's amazing to think how big this tabernacle is now. You know, this tabernacle was a little tent in the wilderness of Sinai 3,500 years ago. How big is that tabernacle now? You know, estimates are there's between one and two billion Christians in the world. Every continent, every nation, that tabernacle is there. The dwelling place of God is there. And you think of throughout all the centuries, all the missionaries, all the communities of people who've come together and served one another and, you know, shared their faith with their neighbor and welcomed people in. And you think of all the work that has gone into building that vast tabernacle that exists in the earth right now and what was motivating it all. People weren't forced to do it. They just love Jesus. They love his kingdom. It was their simple delight of God's people. And then when we come back to this passage and we realize, oh, we're not the Israelites in this passage. We're the tabernacle. Then that means the thing that was empowering this whole project is the, simply the love and delight of Jesus. He believes in it. He believes in the dwelling place of God in the earth, and he's committed to it. We were built, and we are going to be built because of his love and delight. What incredible grace that Jesus would see us as his wealth, his gold and silver and bronze. And not just that he could hoard us, but he has purposes for us. Like a craftsman, he is forming each one of us to be useful for his house. And the reason he's given himself to such work is simply his heart was stirred. This house is the delight of Jesus. And my prayer is that you would feel his delight this morning. Thanks be to God. Let's pray.